0: Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This
1: is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs,
0: back in your pocket.
2: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Fitness, nutrition, food, lifestyle, disease, drugs, supplements, training, you name it, we'll talk about it. And of course, we'll wrap it all around that trucking lifestyle, living and working in the truck and on the road. We've been lied to for decades, and it is killing us. Kim and I are here to help you find... Your Way to the Truth and Your Destination Health. Kim, welcome.
3: Hi, Kevin. How are you?
2: Oh, doing good. It's been a, uh, a crazy week. A lot has been going on around Let's Truck this week. And uh, I know I've been saying I've been tired for a couple months, and I'm still tired. Uh, the good news is, uh, you know, if you're you. eating good, and, you know, I'm paying attention to adrenals, and so I'm still kicking. Um, But uh, a big week. We launched another one of our courses in uh, Let's Truck University. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't been over there, check that out. We're doing courses in, obviously, everything's around trucking, but business, um, health, maintenance. We've got lots and lots of courses planned. We've got four released right now. We also just released our app for the show that I'm very excited about. So... A lot of people don't realize we podcast every one of our shows, and and that's a total of nine shows a week, seven shows a week. I think seven original shows every week, uh, including the long weekend shows, we podcast those. The problem is, for a lot of people, podcasting, the technology hasn't been all that smooth. You know, there's all kinds of different podcast players. You've got to download them. Then you have to know how to go find the show you want to subscribe to. And a, a lot of people, it's just not all that user-friendly. And we've been working on this for a while, but we're very excited to let people know we released our app for both Apple and Android phones. And this is drop-dead simple. You just download the app, and when you open it, all of our shows are there. And that's all this app does. It's really simple. It's just an easy way to listen to all of our shows whenever you want to listen to them. So that's our live call-in shows, the Power Hour, Destination Health, Broker Connect, the show that we're uh, doing now with uh, Larry Winget and myself. All of those will just be on the app when you open it. You can listen to them anytime you want. And the app is free. So just go to the Google Play Store for Android or the Apple Store for iOS, search Audio Road, no space, and you'll find that. I'm sure we'll also get links put up on our website. I don't know if we've done that yet, but uh, we're very excited. The app is out, and it's an easy way to listen to all the shows.
3: Yeah, that is that is just super exciting. I, um, you know, what I get energy from you guys with all you accomplish and do, and I think we, with you being on the West Coast, you know, we talk early sometimes, and you've already been going on calls and, and stuff way before that. So, um, yeah, all you guys have accomplished and, and, and are doing for all the tribe is amazing. That Audio Road app is crazy good.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about that. We've been working on that for a while, and people wanted just an easy way to listen. And we'll continue to build on that, some other features. Right now, we just wanted it really simple. Download the app. That's probably the hardest part of the whole thing. And and that's pretty easy. And then you open it, and the shows are just right there. Scroll through, listen to whatever show you want. We've preloaded. Literally, we have episodes going all the way back to 2010 in the app.
3: That is great! Yeah.
2: Wow, yeah, there's a lot of shows in there, so um, we're excited about that. The university is growing. Uh, we have lots of new courses in the works on that. Um, I think I'm due to do another health course, so we're going to try to mix mm-hmm. it up. You know, some business, some health, some maintenance. I have some maintenance courses in the works, but I, I'm partnering with other people, so I'm going to be waiting on them sometimes. So I'm getting ready to work on a couple new courses, and one of them should be health. So I guess we'll have to kind of brainstorm on what that should be. There's so many topics. I'm almost thinking, you know, we have our keto course. If you haven't been through the keto course, go check that out. That's an excellent course. We have had, Kim, over 600 people go through that course.
3: That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing.
2: Yeah, so check that one out. I'm thinking maybe the next one should be digestion.
3: Oh, easily. I mean, and I think that's the one I keep coming back to that um, blew me away. and you know, started taking that NTC course, that, you know, 54 years old and never knew how my digestion worked. Everybody it, should know how your digestion <laughs> works, from like we talked, north to south, top to bottom so that you realize what you're putting in your body, what it's doing. I mean, it's just, it's crazy that I, you know, admitted, had to realize that I just did not know how it works.
2: Yeah, you know, and I thought I kind of knew. I mean, if you would have asked me a couple years ago if mm-hmm. I knew how digestion worked, I would have said, well, yeah, until I learned mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: how it really works. And it—and it's just amazing. and And the best part is, uh, understanding this will help you fix it. That's the whole point. And
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: isn't it shocking how many people have digestive issues? I mean, just just discomfort or or digestion that doesn't work mm-hmm. right consistently doesn't work right. Not a you know a little episode here or there, but day in and day out. You know, people eat, they feel bloated, they get gas, they're you know have stomach pain, they alternate between constipation and diarrhea it seems like nothing ever works right and the good news is it can be fixed and it can be fixed fairly easily um you know you need to be a little disciplined there are some supplements needed in the beginning but once you get your digestion working right right life is just so much better Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and you know once you start learning too just about you know when we talk about like grains and Different, you know, the processed foods, that kind of stuff, you can actually see then and understand then why your digestion might be messed up. And so then once you fix it and what we're, you know, have hope because we see it all the time when people um, do certain things, put, put th- certain things in place that it can heal. And, you know, the discomfort goes away and you start getting the nutrients and you know, 10 times better. That's great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Another exciting thing, I believe, I'm going to go double-check this, but I think that yesterday, it looks like it is released. You can buy it now. Uh, Chris Cresser's new book, Unconventional Medicine. Uh, I pre-ordered, well, actually, I, I was on... Um, I don't even know what they call it. He sent out an email. I'm in one of his courses, mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm.
2: he gave us access to the book early. So I got two copies, sent you one. I also got it for my Kindle. It's only $2.99 on the Kindle, by the way. Um, you can't, oh,
3: that's, that's awesome. Yeah,
2: you can't beat that deal. Um, it is I, – I have really only got through, like, the intro and maybe a little bit of the first chapter, but I'm excited about this book already. Um, Chris Kresser is a, uh, a functional medicine doctor and he teaches functional medicine to other practitioners. And a lot of times this kind of training was only available to people who were licensed So there are some designations like chiropractors are licensed, naturopaths are licensed, uh, doctors obviously, MDs are licensed, but a lot of the other health designations, coaches, nutritionists, nutritional therapy practitioners, they're certified but they're not licensed by the state. And a lot of times that was the distinction for a lot of these programs. If you weren't licensed, you couldn't go through these. And... Chris Kresser's view is his model of how we're going to fix all the health problems we have in this country is by, you know, creating a team that is led by a functional medicine doctor, may have a chiropractor involved, may have a health coach or a nutritional therapy practitioner, because each one has their own specialty. And, you know, when you see the model, it really makes a lot of sense, and he's making a big push to transition. So he opened up his functional medicine training to, uh, to NTPs for one. Now I'm, I'm looking at it, it's a $10,000 course and it's a big time commitment. So mm. I'm not sure when I'm going to get to it. But even now, he is really encouraging other practitioners to, to partner with functional medicine doctors and naturopaths and create that team for wellness. Um, You know, not necessarily addressing disease all the time the way we do now, but addressing wellness and, and keeping people healthy. So let me get to a break. We'll come right back. We've got a couple more things to talk about. Then we'll get to your calls and questions. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about the new book by uh, Chris Kresser called Unconventional Medicine. Um, You know, this is a lot like the book by William Davis I recommended not long ago, Undoctored. It's really refreshing to see these, you know, conventionally trained doctors coming out against the entire medical system and saying he clearly Chris Kresser talks about this in the beginning and says our system is horribly broken and it's not that it's bad people it's just that the whole system has virtually been taken over by the big pharmaceutical companies and it's really designed to sell drugs not to make anybody healthy and that's coming from people now that were trained and worked in that system for years they have the credibility to say it's broken and both of those doctors, plus others, are offering an alternative. And that's exciting to see. And their alternative means that we no longer show up at a doctor's office and just do what they tell us to do. You get involved in your own health. They recommend you know, researching and studying and talking to people, uh, but, but seeking out some of those what have always been reter- referred to as alternative forms of medicine. And I I wish we would even drop that term because these are really the way to stay healthy. And, you know, maybe the conventional should be called the alternative. Um, But it's really interesting to see. So the book is somewhat written for practitioners, but he also explains in there that it's written for anybody who's interested in, in taking control of their own health. So I would highly recommend uh, getting a copy of that book. Again, it's called Unconventional Medicine uh, by Chris Cresser. I uh, plan on...
3: I just put the link... I, oh, good. I'm sorry, I put the link out on the Facebook
2: page. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I, I plan on finishing it by this weekend, so I'll probably do a full book review on it next week. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. I posted this earlier today on Facebook and in Destination Health, and it was about, um, here's the the headline, and this is from the Washington Post. Childhood obesity, hypertension, and diabetes diabetes are causing end-stage liver disease in young adults. Mm. That is so incredibly sad. The liver is so important. It performs over 500 functions in your body. Now, what we're seeing is what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We never used to see this unless people drank a lot of alcohol over long periods of time, decades, and they would develop this fatty liver disease and, and we then it that turns into cirrhosis and we've often heard of people dying from cirrhosis of the liver from alcohol. Cirrhosis is the precursor to cancer. Liver cancer is incredibly devastating and... So, you know, it was one thing to look at that and say, well, you know, they drank all that alcohol all these years. That's, you know, what happens. Now what we're finding, though, is the standard American diet and specifically large amounts of fructose specifically also cause fatty liver disease, and we refer to it as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, although it looks identical. You can't tell the difference. The only way you know whether it's alcohol or non-alcohol is, is whether or not the person is an alcoholic, and if they're not, and they don't drink heavily and haven't for you know decades, then it's referred to as non-alcoholic, but it's the same. They, um, the, the doctor one of the doctors that contributed to this article said he is now seeing kids at age seven and eight with this problem. And one of his youngest patients had cirrhosis of the liver by age 13. Mm, that's
3: terrible. We need some education majorly
2: out there. It, it's just, and this is diet only. That That's all that's mm-hmm, causing this mm-hmm. is a lousy diet. The, the problem is our diet is so bad in our kids today that they're being affected really, really early. Um, And we're talking about liver transplants when this happens, and that is a major issue. One, you know, look at the transplant list. It's not like you just show up at the hospital and say, give me a new liver. Uh, People have been on some of these lists for years, and and people die waiting on these lists. So to think that we have 13-year-olds with cirrhosis of the liver from their diet is just incredibly scary.
3: Wow, um, you reminded me of somebody I ran across, and actually, she's down here in Saint Petersburg. That's an NTP, and her um, um, her movement is to she does um, educates in the foster care system. So she gets foster families and kids, and educates them on real food. She actually wrote a book too. Um, I forget what it's called. Real Food Recovery is her is her uh, company down here. But I believe that might be the that's the name of her book as well, but she's going into the foster care system to teach families and kids on real food nutrition. Isn't
2: that amazing? That's awesome. That that's you know, and and, and when I spoke at the NTP conference, that was really my topic was finding those niche audiences, finding those clients mm-hmm. in that niche, and really specializing them. in The way you and I do with truck drivers—that's our specialty niche. Mm-hmm. The, what a what a creative needed segment to go after you know kids in foster care have enough problems to deal with already um you know we shouldn't pile health issues on top of it so i think that's just awesome that she's out there targeting that group yeah
3: yeah sure was
2: all right uh i think that's probably it what do you say we get to some phone calls
3: that sounds great
2: all right let's start off in illinois dave welcome to the program
3: Hey,
1: Kevin.
2: Good. What's on your mind today?
1: Well, real quick, I downloaded that app yesterday, and you're right. That thing works uh, real slick. I I was surprised. I I downloaded it and was listening to a show in like five minutes.
2: Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, we love that. that. Good.
1: But, hey, uh, the question I got for you is, uh, so I've always had seasonal allergies that kick in in like mid to late August, it were, you know, my eyes would get itchy. I'd be constantly congested. I couldn't even wear my contacts some days. Um, and it would last through the first freeze of the year, first frost. So sometime around November about this time. Okay. Well, the question I got for you is I've been grain-free now two years, and it just occurred to me the other day. I didn't go through this in 15. I didn't go through it in 16. And I'm not going through it now. And I'm wondering if there's any... If that's just a
2: coincidence or if grain-free and allergies. It's not a coincidence at all. Um, You know, think about this again. I I always go back to the way we evolved. Um, Had we been that susceptible to all these seasonal allergies? And like you said, this can get really rough to where you have a hard time functioning. And a lot of people, the only way they can function is to load up on... Um, antihistamines and allergy medications, and sometimes steroid shots, just to get through. Well, think about when we were hunter gatherers—that that kind of dysfunction could get you killed. You know, we wouldn't have survived if we were that sensitive to so many things in our environment. Well, we never used to be. The the incidence of people with these kind of seasonal allergies has, has exploded. And people say, well, it's just something in the air and I'm allergic to it. Well, that's not necessarily true. What happens, the reason we're seeing so much of this is when you eat wheat and grains and processed foods or foods that you're already reacting to and you're eating those every day, your immune system is just overwhelmed and throw in one more allergen, and that's all it takes to put you over the top, and you start reacting to everything. But if you clean up your diet so that your immune system is strong and healthy and it's not fighting all those uh, toxins in your diet, now it's available and ready for those, those things in nature that can cause a reaction, but our immune system should be able to handle them. It's just we've overwhelmed our immune system with such a lousy diet that it just can't handle one more thing. So we see this often, it, 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 almost across the board. When somebody moves to a really clean, real food diet, what they thought were you know seasonal allergies that you know, they just had to deal with, they just go away. It, it's really common to see that. Now, once in a while... If you do get overwhelmed and you get some of those seasonal allergies, instead of reaching for like a Zyrtec or one of the pharmaceuticals, there are some great supplements. Uh, We have one in our store called Histoplex. And it's not something I would ever tell people to take every day. But it's something I would say keep on hand. And if you feel like you're getting some sort of an allergic reaction, this is just, um, you know, a, a natural supplement that can fix that. So... Uh, let me let me get to a break. I'll come back. Want to make sure we uh, got your question answered on that. But again, very very common. We see that quite a bit. We're gonna get to the break. We'll come right back. Check out the website. It's Let's Truck dot com. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Dave in Illinois. So, uh, Dave, isn't that a uh, a wonderful little benefit you may not have even thought about?
1: Yeah, like I said, I just I just dawned on me the other day, and I'm like, I haven't had allergy issues in two years, and I thought about it, and I'm like, I wonder if it's related. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice benefit.
2: Yep. Yeah, it, it's just I, um, it, it's I did a- have. A- it's a good sign that your uh, immune system is no longer overwhelmed with all the food toxins, and it can deal with the the real threats.
1: Yeah, I did have another question, kind of along the same lines. If you got a second, sure. Um, I'm trying. To re- I'm trying to remember a show a while back you were talking, and I wanted to see if I understood what you had said. Is is the old wives like people get sick in the winter time months due to like? temperature hot cold or is it strictly viruses you you know what i'm saying no i like for my job i'm in i'm a furniture mover so in the winter you know it's truck house truck house so you're constantly in the cold and you're in the warm house and back and forth and people always think that's what gets you sick but then I seem to remember you were saying that the temperature that you're in didn't have an effect on that. Is that did I understand that correct? Or?
2: You did, and, and let's just apply some logic to this. Uh, two things have to happen for you to get sick. So we could be talking about a cold or a flu. We could be talking about something that's caused by bacteria or something that's caused by a virus. If it's caused by bacteria, antibiotics could actually help. They're not the greatest thing, and we shouldn't be taking them for every sniffle we have. But what's worse is if it's a virus, antibiotics are worthless, and yet they still get prescribed. But to, I don't want to get too far off track on that. First off, the virus or the bacteria has to be present. It ha- we have to come in contact with, us, with it, and it has to start replicating in our body. So you reach for a doorknob, the last person that grabbed the doorknob had a cold, they sneezed on their hand, that virus is now on that doorknob, you touch it, you rub your eyes, you pick up your food, the virus is in your body. Now that virus has to start replicating, and in order for there to be enough of it to start causing all the problems, the symptoms. Well, our immune system is on the lookout for those kind of things. And our immune system can shut those things down pretty quickly. So two things really have to happen for us to get that cold or that flu with all the symptoms. The virus has to be present and our immune system has to be weak enough that that virus overwhelms our immune system. And then we'll get sick. We know that. Science has always known that. That's not a secret. Well, what does that have to do with cold, or hot, or humid, or dry, or any temperature? It has nothing to do with anything. That, you know, we were all told, oh, don't go outside with your hair wet, you're going to get a cold. How? That has nothing to do with anything. You know, we lived outside for most of history. Why weren't we always sick, if that was the case? We went through far more extremes in temperature. So... Being in the cold, going out in the cold, skinny dipping in in ice water, none of it's going to give you a sickness. So what we see is a couple things that the winter can affect this. One is that in cold weather, we tend to close up the house and our cars. So it does give that bacteria more of an opportunity So, you know, in the summertime when things are wide open, it's harder for bacteria and virus to spread. So there is somewhat of a cold weather component to it. But we also know that even in warmer climates, flu season tends to happen around the same time every year. And that's always been confusing. So the other thing we now realize is if you look at flu season, which tends to happen... You know, starting here pretty soon, we have Halloween where people eat really bad. And then we get into the real holiday crunch where, you know, we have Thanksgiving where people are eating bad. Um, We have Christmas. We have New Year's. We have Valentine's Day. We have all these holidays stacked up one after another, which leads to a lot of bad eating and a lot of stress. And that weakens the immune system. And that's really much more likely to cause you to be sick rather than just some change in temperature. Does that... Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it really does. When we understand, you know, the science behind how you get sick, temperature has nothing to do with it. And it's much more... And you'll find now, just like you don't have those seasonal allergies you don't get sick as often. Or what I've found, it's kind of interesting, is I'll feel something coming on and think, oh boy, you know, am I going to get sick? And maybe it lasts a couple hours and I go to bed and the next day I wake up, I feel fine. And I think what that is, is only one of the two things occurred. I was exposed to the virus or the bacteria. My immune system immediately starts fighting it off. So I do feel something, but before I know it, it's gone. It doesn't turn into full-blown, you know, days-in-bed sickness. Kim, doesn't that all make sense?
3: It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And I think we talked about that one time, with, about the immune system and about doctors and that kind of stuff. Just, you know, really do what you can you know, for your health and for it because, it, because it, all that comes into play.
2: Absolutely. Let's see. We're going to head off to Michigan. David, welcome to the program.
0: Yeah, hi, Kevin. How are you today? Good.
2: What can I help you with?
0: Okay. Well, uh, I was talking to Kim earlier, and uh, she was informing me that uh, so I'm done with the health gauges uh, part of the program with you and Kim. And I still have a few issues. Um, probably the most important thing that I'm dealing with right now is my feet dry and cracked. And it gets bad about this time of the year, but I've been yep. living with it for, I, for a long time, that's, many years. And uh, right now it's pretty bad. And um, I really would like to get this problem with my feet cured instead of having to deal with it all the time. What do you think this might be, and how do I go about it?
2: So it is a, uh, let me, I'm going to look at your um Nutri-Q. So um, this is fairly common, and it's really one, it, it's not the only thing that can cause this, but the most common is actually lack of essential fatty acids in the body. Now, I did see on your NutriQ we made significant improvements in your essential fatty acid profile, um, but that still may be the cause. Do, do we have you on um, Beta Plus or Beta TCP? Are you taking either one of those right now? No, I'm not. That, that's what I would recommend going back to. I would actually recommend doing 30 days, again, even if you've done this in the past, 30 days of Beta Plus which has the bile salts to digest the fat, and then after that, sticking with the beta-TCP and making sure you're eating plenty of good fat. So, you know, grass-fed butter... I'm
0: I'm writing this down. Okay. So we got beta-plus for 30 days, and then after the beta-plus, what was that again?
2: Beta-TCP until this problem goes away. I would also... um, Kim. You're usually right on top of all this. Do we have David on any enzymes at all? Um I
3: just pulled up his we had him on hydrozyme. Okay. From his initial. Let let's initial um con- the hydrozyme.
2: Here's what I would recommend, David. Until we get this problem taken care of, I would do the beta plus and the beta T C P just like we just talked about, and I would do intenzyme every day as well. What that's going to do is give you, you know what? Uh, intenzyme and Kim can help you with all these, um, you know, if you want to just get in touch with her and we'll help you with the order. What, what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to digest your fats better it, because the fatty acids are what keep your skin nice and soft and hydrated, keeps your nails flexible, keeps your hair healthy and shiny. Um, we, are you – well, let me finish this and I'll come back to one more thing that, that you might want to add in. So first off, we got to get your digestion working properly around fats. Those three supplements are going to do that. Then we have to make sure you're eating plenty of good, healthy fats. Grass-fed butter, coconut oil, uh, beef tallow, duck fat, um, olive oil, avocado oil, avocados, nuts. All of those good fats we talk about in the diet. So if you give your body plenty of good fat and you're digesting it properly, that those dry rough cracked feet will go away Um, very very common one of the reasons we see this so much more a lot of times with women is because they tend to avoid fats and this is a very common problem in people who eat a low-fat diet and then even if they do start eating more fat their body isn't used to digesting it so that's what we're gonna do here we're gonna get you plenty of good fats And then we're going to get you digesting them properly as well. So we're going to get to a break and I'm going to come back and we're going to, I've got a couple more ideas for you and then we'll get to more calls and questions as well right after this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. All right, let me, uh, before we start segment four, it looks like we've got some room for some more questions. So if you want to jump in right now, we're going to wrap up uh, segment four, then we're going to come back and do another hour. So there's some room. Jump in and press one on your phone right now. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to go back to, uh-oh, looks like we lost the call. Um,
3: oh, we can get him back. <clears throat> yeah, we'll,
2: we'll try to get him back. Maybe we can get him in uh, back on, on the next show. I had a couple of other recommendations for him, but if he gets started with those, that'll be a good start. If we get him back, I'll give him some other ideas. Let's go to Alberta this time. Dilbach, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Kevin. How are you doing?
2: Doing good. What's on your mind today?
4: Very good. I am on uh, ketogenic from the last couple of years. Okay. I'm uh, doing great. Uh, Lately, when I wake up in the morning,
1: I have a light headache.
2: Okay, so are you tracking your macronutrients? Like, are you tracking how many carbs a day, or are you just kind of eating in a certain way? And, and like, I don't have to track my carbs. I know when I'm I've eaten a low carb day or when I've eaten keto. But are you tracking your carbs?
4: Uh, not really, but I am on a very low carbs, and carbs I'm getting from green. Okay, and I- uh, I'm having enough fat and. Uh, moderate uh,
2: protein. Okay, there's two things that might be causing this, and I've experienced this uh, somewhat myself, and I've had it be both things, actually. One um, was actually kind of a caffeine headache, a, a withdrawal from caffeine. So if you've either changed how much caffeine you're drinking or even the timing of it, that may be... And here's a good clue. Do you drink caffeine? Are you drinking coffee or tea, or?
4: I uh, I just take uh, one uh, bulletproof in the morning, about sixteen ounces.
2: Okay, so when you if you wake up in the morning and you have that little bit of a headache, does it go away when you drink your coffee? Yeah,
4: yeah. Like after twenty minutes, half an yeah. hour, I take my coffee and goes away.
2: Yeah, it it could just be kind of a withdrawal from the caffeine. So you drink one in the morning and then the next morning your body's kind of waiting for the caffeine and that can actually cause a caffeine headache. That's one possibility. There's something else you might try though. If you've heard me talk about that like late night snack where we do put some carbs in there. And you know, we we're not going to go crazy, but Probably, you know, more carbs than we eat throughout the day. So we talk about monkey brittle at night because what we're looking for is a really good balance of carbs. We do want some carbs right before we go to bed, but we want to kind of balance it with fat and protein. So the monkey brittle has the good fats from the nuts and the protein and then the carbs from the bananas and the raisins. And if you eat a a serving, which is like a quarter of a bag that holds your blood sugar steady throughout the night. And a lot of times that'll take care of that morning headache as well. I find when I really go strict low-carb, I tend to get those morning headaches. They're not horrible, but I notice them. And eating that kind of higher-carb snack before bed usually takes care of it.
4: Oh, okay. All right. yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah, that's all I had
2: you're welcome. Thanks for the call. Kim, have you experienced that at all? Kind of those low grade headaches when you go really strict keto?
3: You know what? I don't having that. Um, to be honest, I had more like the uh, dizziness and stuff, but that was before I knew about light balance. Yeah. You know, I get that kind of feeling. Um, but that was about the only keto type of fluish type thing that
2: that I I dealt with. Yeah, I I, I get that headache when I go really, really strict low carb. Like if I fast for 24 to 36 hours and then stay very low carb for a couple days, I start to Mm -hmm. notice I get that little bit of a low grade headache in the mornings. And caffeine will usually take care of it. But if I eat that kind of higher carb snack right before bed, then I don't seem to wake up with that. So not really sure what that is, but that usually fixes it. Let's uh, let's go to Wisconsin. Nate, welcome to the program.
5: Hi. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Kevin. Love your show. Questions Question Thanks. for you. Sure. Regarding bulletproof coffee, the butter that we put into our coffee. Yes. Um, is there a benefit between homogenized and pasteurized and non-homogenized and pasteurized?
2: Yes. That makes sense? There is. And when we homogenize okay. milk products, what we're doing is if anybody remembers before we homogenized milk, back when they used to deliver milk to our door, I remember my dad telling the stories about how he would get in trouble because he'd be the first one up, he'd rush out to the door to get the milk that was delivered, and he'd open it up and drink all the cream off the top. And then all that's left is skim milk sure. because it, it, it would separate. And as Americans, right. we, we don't like that. We don't like that it's separated. It looks bad. Now we have to shake it up. So we developed homogenization, which seems kind of harmless, but basically what they do is kind of whip the milk at a very high speed and it breaks up the fat globules into much smaller pieces so that they don't separate out. The problem is we're damaging the fat. So homogenization is is not a good process. It damages the fat so our body doesn't recognize it the same way. So we'd much rather have non-homogenized products. Some of them are just, it's hard to find them. Pasteurization is actually even worse. Pasteurization... We, when we first started um, kind of factory farming and the cows were crowded and you know, we were you know, making them produce more and more milk and the conditions weren't good, we started to get bad bacteria right. in the milk. So rather than raise the animals better, we started pasteurizing the milk, which means we subject it to very high temperatures to kill all the bacteria but we kill all the bacteria, the bad stuff, the good stuff. We kill all the enzymes. So now the milk is kind of dead, and that's not good either. But, you know, try to find butter that's made from non-homogenized, non-pasteurized milk. It's almost impossible.
5: Right. I I make my own from my dad's, so I've been adding that to my bulletproof every day. So is the amount that I use, should that be in a different quantity?
2: Um, just lots of it. Yeah. It just, no, that, lots of it. Yeah,
5: that, <laughs> okay.
2: that's as healthy as it's going to get. I mean, the animals are raised properly. We're not damaging the milk in any way. When you make butter from that, you are getting every benefit available. It, it just doesn't get any better than that.
5: Perfect. It's it's a grass fed organic curd that my dad owns and awesome. I've been doing it for about six months and Awesome. I didn't know if there was a difference. So looking at digestive health, then, is this, should I not be taking some probiotics from time to time when I think I need to? Uh, how, how does that affect that? Or do I just continue on you, just using it like I would?
2: You know, if your digestion is working good and you're happy with it, then I would skip the probiotics because you're eating food that has the good bacteria, it has the enzymes, it, it's, that's how we were designed to eat. The fact that we need to take probiotics is just a sign that our diet isn't as good as it should be. So if we're eating a lot of those right. naturally fermented foods or, or raw milk where we haven't killed the bacteria, then you're probably getting great probiotics. Take that milk and make some yogurt out of it. And you'll get excellent probiotics, and you don't have to buy them, and they work better than the stuff you buy in the store anyway.:
5: That's All I got.
2: All right. Thank you. Good stuff. I it. You're welcome. Kim isn't that awesome.
3: It really is. I was just thinking that exactly. Yeah. That yeah. So awesome.
2: Grass-fed, organically raised cows, the way they were meant to be raised. We take the milk. It's not homogenized. It's not pasteurized. You make butter out of it. That is just... And, and you know, we, I, I do anyway. I don't know about anybody else. I get all excited about this, you know, when I hear somebody doing this. And, you know, we have all these terms. Well, it's grass-fed. It was raised right. It's organic. We didn't kill... That, that's what we used to just call milk. We didn't have, all, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we raised animals and, and made milk and butter forever. We didn't homogenize and pasteurize and, and treat and all that other stuff. That was just how we used to get milk. And that's when we used to be healthy. And now we get excited about it because it's so unusual mm-hmm. for somebody to be doing that. But that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's how we evolved. That's the way we should be eating food. Yeah, yeah. all right well it looks like we're going to have to wrap this one up I think we're all out of time on this show I will uh, finish things up for us here and we will do it again real soon don't forget we have our app available now so you can listen to all of our shows anytime you want drop dead simple download the app open it and you'll have all of our shows right there to play whenever you want them you can find it in the Google Play Store and in the Apple App Store for your phone. Search Audio Road, no spaces, just one word. We'll see you next time. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rothberg. All right, we're going to do a second hour. Let me check questions here, see if we have some room. Uh, Yeah, it looks like we can squeeze in some more questions. So we've got a lot of callers on the line, but if you want to jump in right now, there's room. Press 1 on your phone, and we will get to your questions right after this. Here we go.
0: your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking
1: Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs,
0: back in your
1: pocket.
2: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. Whoa! The number to join us. 8888 Road Dog. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to the calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome.
3: Hi, glad to be here. I had to mute my phone real quick because <laughs> I was checking out our our Audio road app, and it started with the introduction. And everything. I'm like, how do I turn this down?
2: Thought, oh my gosh! So I had to, hurry up to mute myself. Well, there. Well, what there's an awesome app. Well, there's a, a great segue to talk about our uh, exciting new <laughs> app. We we finally launched it. We've been working on this for a while. And what it does, it's an app that does one thing and does one thing really well, and that's what we wanted. You download the app, which is pretty easy, but that's probably the hardest step in the whole process. Once the app is on your phone, you open it up, and all of our shows are there. We have episodes going all the way back to 2010. You can listen to the Power Hour, Destination Health, Questions from the Road, Uh, The new podcast I'm doing with Larry Wingett, all of the shows will be on there. The live shows on the weekend are there. If we're doing a show, like we do our recorded shows through the week, we do our live shows on the weekend, while we're doing the show, you can actually listen live right through the app. So that's a, a great feature. Or you open it up, listen to any show anytime you want. The app is free And it's available right now. We just released it this week. Um, You can get it at the Google Play Store or the Apple iOS Store. Search for Audio Road, no space, just one word, Audio Road. And you'll find it, download it, and you'll be listening. Isn't isn't it just a, a great, simple app, Kim? It really is, and that was
3: cool, yeah that it said, um, because I hadn't got to play with it yesterday, and so it reminded me to download it again, Um, where it said live, you know, the show right
2: now, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it plays right on the app, so, you know, if you tune in, if you're on our list to get the text message every time we're recording, when you get the message, when it's time to go live, just open up your app, and we will be there live, so great stuff. We're excited about that. Uh, Kim, last uh, show we talked about uh, Chris Cresser's new book, Unconventional Medicine. One more really good book from conventional doctors who are coming out and saying our medical system is broken, and but they have ideas on how to fix it, and it's exciting because they're fixing it with you know functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors. NTPs and other nutritionists, health coaches, Um, really exciting. I think we're going to see a lot of changes around that. Um, I'm already seeing conventional doctors who are starting to build clinics now where they will manage the medical aspects for their patients, but they are also bringing in naturopaths, chiropractors, nutritionists, and it'll be kind of a one-stop for health not you're not going to go there just when you're sick you're going to go there to stay healthy and the other thing that's exciting about that is once it becomes more mainstream and having these you know licensed medical doctors organize these groups once it becomes more mainstream we'll see the insurance companies get on board the insurance companies would rather spend money to keep you healthy because you have to spend a lot less. They just haven't had many options. Insurance companies won't deal with unlicensed providers. But if if this is all managed by a licensed doctor, then a lot of these services will fall under the umbrella of health insurance and you know all the discussion about Obamacare what a disaster that is. Trump care, which didn't even make it and and would have been a disaster if it would have been, so I'm glad that got defeated. But, you know, even uh, Chris Kresser talks about this in his book, uh, and I've said this, and I said it before I read the book, we're never going to fix the health insurance crisis. We keep calling it a health care crisis, and then we talk about insurance. Those are two totally different things. We'll never fix the health insurance problems until we fix the health care problems. But nothing that Congress is doing has anything to do with health care. It's all health insurance. The problem is we're so sick and our system is so broken that there isn't enough money in the country to come up with a health insurance plan that's going to work.
3: Yeah, oh, there you go. Sorry, you keep cutting out a little bit, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and you know you know what, um, with our NutriCues we get a lot of people filling those out and they always list their health concerns and stuff like that. And I don't have that many health concerns, you know, and just even people that are doing the NutriCu, they're doing it to be proactive to get healthy and be better. And I think this is just another great step and a great resource that we'll have um, to be more proactive with our health.
2: You know, there, there are some simple statistics we could look at to realize why our health insurance, we can't fix it. And, and one of them I saw the other day, basically if we take all the people in the country and all the money that gets spent on medical care, it works out to over $10,000 per person per year. Well, if you think about that, that means every single person in the country would have to be paying at least a year for their insurance just to break even that leaves no profit for the insurance companies so there's the problem right there it this can't work there is no health insurance policy or or legislation we could write that would fix this problem because there's not enough money to fix the problem you can't just keep saying well we'll take it from the rich that's not going to work so we have to fix the fact that it's insane that we spend more than $10,000 a year on somebody's health care costs. I, really, okay. since I started eating this way, my health care costs have been zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I, I haven't spent anything on health care in three years.
3: Wow. That says it all right there. You know, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, that's how we're going to fix the health insurance Crisis is we have to get people healthy. So, you know, the, these doctors that are coming out, writing the books, and creating the programs, I, I think are American heroes. And yet, you're okay. just not going to see much of that in the mainstream media.
3: Mm-mm. No, but exciting. It's, you know we've seen this the last just um, year or so. You know, with Dr. Mark Hyman and all them. And um, thank God, thank God that it's it's starting down this path.
2: Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's get a call started before we've got to get to that first break. Let's go to Virginia, Marty. Welcome to the program.
6: Hey Kevin, I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, I'm on the old Highway program, and uh, I was exercising uh, a little more than I I guess you recommended, and so I, I reduced it down to like two or three days a week, and I. I had never looked at the part about you know like you were saying it relieves the stress you know I, I feel so much better on the ketogenic diet and i had the energy and i just wanted to feel like i was doing something but i believe i was stressing over trying to fit that in and you told me to calm down on that and that was a little hard at first <laughs> you know I was like yeah. i feel good i want to do it but I understand it now.
2: (laughs) Well, and I'm glad you called. That's a really interesting point because no matter what our health crisis seems to be, whether we're overweight or we have diabetes or high blood pressure, list them all. And what the traditional medical community keeps saying is you're eating too much and you're not exercising enough. Well, it turns out that they're wrong on both counts. Um, It's not that we're eating too much. We're just eating the wrong foods. And it's for a lot of people, you can exercise too much. You know, it's it's nice to be able to tell somebody, look, you're actually over-exercising. You don't have to spend this many hours every week doing this. Now, the more you want to get out and be active and have fun and go enjoy hobbies, do that all you want. What we're talking about here is kind of the... I have to go to the gym, I have to spend an hour on the treadmill, I have to go run my five miles the, you know, today or this week or whatever it is, when it's just very repetitious you know, exercise that we don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of. And that's where we can really overdo it and overstress our adrenals and actually do more harm than good. So it's not that we don't want people to be active. We absolutely want you to get out and be really active, but do stuff that's fun. If you're killing yourself at the gym or jogging or anything that's long and tedious, you might want to back off a little bit. I'm going to get to a break. Marty, I'll come back. I want to see if you had anything else. We'll do that right after this. Stick around. Kevin Rothenberg. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we're talking with Marty in Virginia. So, Marty, glad to hear that uh, that's working for you. And, again, if there are hobbies and you want to go be active, go be as active as you want to be. We're just trying to to let people know that that what we've been told about, well, you have to do this many hours of aerobics to get a benefit, and and all that's just wrong. Um, w- we really want people to move towards being very active, doing things they really love to do, and and hopefully as outside as much as you can.
6: Right, right. I did have one question. I uh, finished up the, uh, the optrenzil uh, and the uh, the adult uh, or whatever it is, but I do have I- a bottle of IPS. Do should I continue the IPS? Yeah, you they know, the,
2: the-, the IPS is gut healing, so it's not, you know, sometimes there are supplements, if people have some left over, I'll say, well, hold on to them, like uh, the Histoplex for allergies, because it's one of those supplements that if you start to notice, you know, kind of an allergic reaction, you can take the H- Histoplex and it, the symptoms go away. But IPS is more of a long-term gut healing. You're not going to feel any immediate response. So if you have it, you might as well just finish it off. And it's good nutrition. Okay. Um, it's good for gut healing. But there's no point in kind of keeping some around. So just finish off what you've got.
6: Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, because of you, I, I listened to audio books and, and started listening to more. and um I've read the book. Uh, I think you even recommended the Plant Paradox? Yes. Uh, about lectin, and uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I, I I thought about going ahead and trying, you know, and see what happens.
2: Uh, trying trying what specifically?
6: Let, being, oh, I'm sorry, being lectin free. Okay, doing away yeah. with what what he what what they recommend the major ones that are. have you had lectins, you know, like tomatoes and stuff
2: like that, cucumbers? Yeah, you know, there are some issues. I I always encourage people to try things like this. We're all individuals, and you have now taken control of your own health. You're reading, you're listening, you're trying things. So absolutely, try it. See if you notice a significant difference. Um, You know, there are a couple things in our diet that, primarily we get from plants and lectins and phytates, things we call anti-nutrients. And they're they're the plant's defense. You know, plants can't run away if you try to eat it like an animal can. So plants develop these defenses so that they wouldn't get eaten. Well, we're going to eat them anyway. Obviously, we do. Lectins and phytates and these anti-nutrients can cause problems for some people. Um, I found that, once I cleaned up my diet, these things don't seem to bother me at all anymore. I, I can't tell the difference. So I still eat plenty of tomatoes and cucumbers and, and, and even the more problematic things like beans, um, legumes. We can get rid of most of the anti-nutrients just in the way we prepare them. If you If you skip the canned beans and get dried beans and soak them for like 24 hours and maybe rinse a couple times, that gets rid of a lot of the lectins and phytates. If you then pressure cook those beans, not only can you cook them a lot faster, but the pressure cooking virtually eliminates all the lectins and the phytates. So now we can get, you know, beans can be fairly nutrient-dense, and they're high in fiber, and I love beans, so I don't want to give them up. But I've I found a way that they just don't bother me. Go ahead.
6: Okay. All right. That, now that's all I had. I, that's, uh, everything seems to be okay so far. Good. I mean.
2: Yep. Excellent. So, again, you know, if you read things like this, certainly call in and run the idea by me. I'll tell you if I'm familiar with it. But you can also just try things. Um Kim, you know, this is something we really encourage people to do. The things we say on the show aren't the only way. It's not everything. And the number one thing we want people to do is start taking control of their own health. We we don't want people that have to listen to this show every week to know how to live. Uh, we love that people listen to the show every week, and we hope you continue that. But but we also want to empower people to start learning these things on their own.
3: hmm absolutely and it goes and i'm so proud of marty too and um we still will be talking with him again once we wrap up uh the gold highway with him but i know how much he loved exercise and 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 doing that and it's it's, that does take a lot to it's kind of scary giving up some of that sometimes so i love the shift in your your recommendation too is you know find um you know like mark system talks about to, to play you know things that are enjoying and you know, finding other ways to do things outside of the conventional workouts that we are used to doing. So, And we talk bioindividuality. individuality So that advice right there to try things yourself and, and really see how your body reacts to it, body and mind. Um, uh, I hope everybody takes that to heart and, and does more.
2: Yeah, a- another really good example of this is our fit test. And I absolutely love the fit test. We have helped so many people with one simple change sometimes. We've had people who are struggling with issues. It seems really confusing. We do the fit test and maybe we find out they're reacting to eggs or dairy or wheat. Those are the three big ones. And we eliminate that from their diet and so many things get better quickly. It, it, we, we don't believe that foods could cause that many problems, especially something like eggs, where, where we say all the time, eggs are nutritious, eggs are an amazing mm-hmm. food. But if, if your body is overwhelmed, like many of us are, and you're reacting negatively to those eggs, well, we need to eliminate them, but it, it doesn't have to be permanent either. Many times when we're working with people in our programs, we eliminate them for 30 or 60 days, we do some gut healing, and then they can add those foods back in. But if you don't eliminate them, you don't ever do the gut healing, they will cause problems for a very long time. There are other foods on the fit test, and I'll I'll use myself as an example. I didn't have any of the big three. Wheat, eggs, and dairy, I'm not reacting at all. Most likely, I wasn't reacting to wheat because I hadn't eaten any in about two and a half years prior to taking the test. Um, eggs and dairy, I don't react poorly to those at all, which I'm very glad of. I had some weird things on there, like shrimp and asparagus. Well, I eat both of those a lot, where I was. And I thought, wow, I, maybe I should eliminate those. So I did. I eliminated both of them for about 60 days. Nothing changed. I didn't feel any better, any worse. I didn't feel any different. So I, I, you know, started eating shrimp again and paying attention. No health problems. Nothing was bothering me. So I continued to eat shrimp, and I, you know, added asparagus back in, and I feel fine. So maybe it was the gut healing I did. Maybe it's the fact that my diet is so much cleaner. But it's that personal experimentation. And and we want to encourage people to do that. If you haven't taken the fit test, I would highly recommend it. You can combine it with our Gold Highway program, and and really, it's very inexpensive. Then, um, but we've really helped a lot of people with just that one test.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked with um, you know one of our members yesterday, and what a difference that made. He wasn't hurting when he's walking anymore. I mean, just. He said he last time he felt that good was in his 20s, and he's in his later 50s, just, just incredible.
2: Yeah, just because we did the fit test and eliminated one group of foods with him, and he was over-the-top happy about the results, his joint pain, the discomfort, um, it, it really is amazing. This stuff works, um, you know, so... Right. highly encourage people head on over to the website let's truck.com look under the health plans we have our gold highway we have the fit test we have a couple more tests i'm excited about we might be talking about soon and we're excited because these are home tests you don't have to go to the doctor you don't have to go to the clinic these we ship these right to your house you do a little blood draw yourself with just a stick in your finger and it's amazing some of the things we're learning and how many people were able to help with that. So go check that out. Let's, uh, let's go to Ohio. Herschel, welcome to the program.
7: Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim.
3: Hi, Herschel.
2: What's up today? Well, Kevin,
3: well
7: I've heard you guys talk in the past about mixing up and rotating probiotics. So I thought, who else to get them from but Dr. McCrola. So I got some from him, and from what I can tell, they're pretty good. I haven't had any problems at all.
2: Excellent. I uh, that Complete Probiotic. I actually used that one. That was one of the first probiotics I started taking, and I do mix that up with the Biodolph 7, so I'll go back and forth. So that is a, a really good blend that I like.
7: Okay. Um, on the bone broth that you guys have, I've read, the description about it and it's like a monster tea bag with the stuff in it you put it in water and
2: cook it but
7: how much water and how many batches will one of those guys make
2: good question let me get to a break we'll come right back we'll talk about that stick around we'll be right back with more stuff this is Destination Health I'm Kevin Rutherford we'll be right back Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. I'm going to go right back to Herschel. Herschel, are you still with me? I am. All right. So, it is um, 10 cups of water per bag. So, you know, either in a slow cooker, which will take 24 to 36 hours, or simmering on a stove on low, same thing 24 to 36 hours, or a pressure cooker for only three hours, and I actually like the broth better out of the pressure cooker. So 10 cups of water to one bag of bone broth, and you can actually get two good batches out of it. So you can use the bag twice. What I like to do, though, is I like to do both batches at the same time, like throw a batch in the pressure cooker for three hours, take that out, put it right back into the pressure cooker, the same bag, 10 more cups of water and then when that one's done i blend the two because the first batch tends to be really nice and strong and loaded with the collagen it gels up really well the second batch tends to be a little weaker but when you blend them together you get 20 cups of really good broth out of that one bag
7: Good deal. The pressure cooker that I have is one of these newfangled ones, not the old one that Grandma had. It's plugged into the wall, and it's got a rotary knob, and it's got settings. Is there a certain level of temperature that it needs to be, or just turn it on and let it go?
2: Now, I I have the same kind. I I have multiple pressure cookers, but I have one exactly like you're talking about. It's fully electronic, doesn't have to sit on the stove. I turn it up to its highest setting. So on on the pressure gauge, I go to full okay. full high. Three hours, you get amazing bone broth. Mix the two batches together, and you've got like I said, twenty ounces is or twenty cups. Twenty ounce, twenty cups is a lot of bone broth. Um, so the bag looks kind of expensive, but it's so easy. You don't have to do the roasting. You don't have to figure out what herbs to add. Uh, the bones are all grass fed, so it, it does look a little expensive. But when you do it twice. That's a lot of bone broth.
7: The price didn't bother me. I just didn't see on there how much it made and more detail about how to do it. That's what I was curious about.
2: Yep, there you go.
7: Okay. Hey, on the new app for your shows. Yes. I asked on on Facebook, and Aaron answered back, that it's an in-process thing. They are not downloadable yet so you can play them outside of mobile data. Do you have any idea how much data an audio file like that uses,
2: let's say, per hour? Not much. Um, I forget the number. I used to know the number on this, so many megabytes per minute, but it, it's pretty low, actually. Um, and I have to manage a lot of data when we're on the road, so I'm pretty good at this. Um, audio files don't use up a whole bunch. Um, It's not even that the app won't do it. It's just somehow in the process of submitting the app, something broke. And I think we should just be able to get that fixed. It's not like we're going to have to wait to program a new feature. But in the meantime, I forget the number, but it's not nearly as much. We, We compress our audio quite a bit so it's not using a lot when you're streaming.
7: Okay, muffler bearings loose, that's all it is.
2: There you go. That's right. <laughs> hey, so so what's the deal with <laughs> oh, thanks, with, with you and Atron Teal these days?
5: Say what?
7: Oh, man. Anybody, anybody that has any inkling that they have SIBO, and they are considering the medical community, first of all, go on Facebook to SIBO Discussion Group and read on there. Those are people that have done it the medical way. And it is so scary, the things those people have went through. Yes, I did do the NTP dance for about a year and a half. You and Kim actually found what ended up being the be-all, end-all. That Autron Teal is a Christmas present from heaven. That sibo is gone. I'm back to eating peppers and tomatoes, Mm. and I've had some stuff. That I haven't been able to eat in eons, and wow! Just give it a try. Just give it a try. Go the natural way. It will work.
2: Fantastic. It will work.
7: It is unbelievable.
2: Fantastic. And uh, awesome. you know, Kim, that was so exciting because you and I, you mm-hmm. know, we recommended Herschel go to an NTP. We, we, you know, rather than work with him mm-hmm. ourselves, we thought he might need somebody in person. And he went through a couple. They solved some of his problems, but and we were working with him the whole time. He calls on the show, and we were a little frustrated because we, we couldn't figure out what what wasn't right yet. And, you know, finally, um, you know, we kind of reached out and said, Herschel, you know, work with us directly. Let's see if we can figure this out. And he had an NTP that had actually diagnosed SIBO. They did it with the breath test. That's an absolute. We knew he had it. And the, mm-hmm. what the NTP did many times would have worked but for some reason it didn't in that case and sometimes when you identify a problem you treat it and you assume it went away so then you start if the symptoms don't all go away you start looking for other reasons and that can get really confusing so you and i looked at it and said wait a minute we don't think the SIBO was ever cured and rather than go back and retest let's just try the Atron because we've had such great results with that. And that was it. And, and after you know a year and a half of back and forth and struggling on things, the Atron fixed it. And this is just a simple supplement. It's designed to do one thing. And how many of our clients that we're working with right now even if we don't absolutely identify SIBO right up front, we start working on their digestion and things get better. And it's almost like then the SIBO comes out. And, and we're going back and addressing the SIBO with the atrantil, and the results have just been amazing.
3: Yeah, it sure has. I was trying to find, um, recommend people to go to the app and go f- listen to our interview with uh, Dr. Brown. Dr.
2: Brown. Yeah,
3: to find out which state, state that is. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, and it's it's been across the board. We're having people have that success with that product, so it's just incredible.
2: Yeah, great stuff. Let's uh, let's go to California. Will, welcome to the program.
4: Uh, good afternoon, Kevin. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the, you were talking about the holiday season has uh, one of the other pitfalls that it has is you've got people traveling, uh, relatives coming from distances or whatever, so you have them in those incubators known as aircraft. Oh, yeah. And uh, with your holiday fare you've got people is whether the food is kept hot enough or cold enough. And then you've got that little factor of those two-legged creatures known as children that reach their hands into things and they may have <laughs> just got done petting the dog or the cat and... Introducing other bacteria, and and then uh, people double dipping. You've got Uncle Fred that's coughing, or someone else that's you know transporting things. So you've got a uh, a science experiment going on with your holiday fair uh, <laughs> that can you know cause the uh, the other exposures that you didn't know because someone else brought it. You know, you make and,
2: uh, you make a lot of good points there. You're absolutely right. All of that stuff is going on much more during the holidays. And, and as you were saying that, I thought of one other. We also tend to drink more alcohol during that time because of more parties. And, and, you know, nothing wrong with drinking some alcohol now and then, but you pile that on top and alcohol tends to, you know, weaken our immune system a little bit, and especially if you overdo it. So it, it's it it starts to be... Nope. Oh, go ahead.
4: And, well, there's one other thing that we've done in the last 35 years is okay. Back in the old days, eight-hour workday, you had your rest, you proper sleep, proper, and all that. Now uh, we're a slave to ourselves. In a in a fact is okay. The they extended the workday, so you're working uh, 14 hours, but that that, that 14 hours well gee by the time you get up and do things in the morning and all that you're talking a 16 to 20 hour day and yeah you might you still have to wait till you can start for the 10 hours but how much of the real sleep are you getting and in order to you know get cross country or wherever uh, you may be or you know we our own uh, either internal greed or the systemic bit of the you know the corporate wanting more out of each person. Uh, we're, we're abusing our bodies in
2: in, uh, in, in, in ways. Ab- ab- absolutely. Hey, gotta cut gotta cut you off. Gotta get to a break. I couldn't agree more. And that's where Kim and I are really working hard on the lifestyle side, the relaxation and meditation and sleep and addressing adrenal fatigue. That's a tough one, but we're working on it, and I'm confident we're going to find ways to improve that. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford, this is Destination Health. All right, I'll give you a quick heads up. We have one more segment left to record, and we just dropped about six calls for some reason off the board. I don't know if everybody thought we were almost done, but we have one more segment, so I'll give you about 30 seconds. We can either quit right now, or I can probably get in two or three more calls. So if you have a question, press one on your phone right now, and I'll give it a couple seconds. There's one, and we'll see. Oops. Don't press it twice or you'll go off the board. Uh, there you go. Uh, still room for probably one or two more. If you want to jump in right now. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get started. We'll take that call and uh, jump in. Looks like we got two. We should have enough, so here we go. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim's here with me. We're going to get uh to your phone calls. We're going to head off to Oregon. Keith, welcome to the program.
4: Hello, hello. Thanks for taking my
2: You're welcome. Got- what can we help you with today?
7: Uh-
4: can you hear me? Okay,
2: I can. You were breaking up a little bit, but I think we've got you now. So go ahead.
4: Okay, um, I've been taking levothyroxine for a thyroid condition for a long, long time, and I have to see my doctor every once in a while to get a blood test, and then they prescribe it again. Um, is there is there a another way to test for the necessity of the thyroid or something I can do to to make it better?
2: There is. This is one of those very, very specialized areas. Um, Thyroid can be really tricky. Um, I I have taken a, a specialized thyroid course, and if I'm dealing with somebody that's been diagnosed with a thyroid issue and they're on drugs, I still don't feel comfortable enough working with them. I, I'm going to continue my education in that area. But right now, there's, there's two things I would recommend. There is a really, really good book by a pharmacist, Dr. Isabella Wentz. And, and I would highly encourage you to go look up her material. It, her last name is spelled W-E-N-T-Z Wentz. Um, she's a pharmacist. She had Hashimoto's thyroiditis herself and went the medical route and just kept getting sicker and sicker. And with her pharmacy background, she did a lot of research, and she's been doing this for quite some time now, and she has developed really, really good protocols for working people off of the pharmaceutical drugs and healing their thyroid naturally. So she has, being a pharmacist, she's got a good background in the pharmacology, so she sometimes she will even put some people on some pharmaceutical drugs to to work through the transition but she also has really really good information about how thyroid testing should be done and what numbers we should be looking at and how we should be reading them so right now i would recommend one read her book listen to her podcast she has great material and find probably a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor that will work with you as you kind of wean yourself off the pharmaceutical drugs almost there are a couple cases where people have lost their thyroid completely due to cancer or something like that um, that make it a little more difficult but there are a lot of people that are taking uh, thyroid hormones that don't need to be and you may be one of them so I'd love to work with you directly. It's just one of those areas I'm not completely comfortable yet. Uh-oh, I think we lost Keith. I hope he, no, we lost him. Yeah, yeah I hope he did. gets hope he gets to hear all that. You know, Kim, that is one of the areas that it's on my list. I, I want to further yeah. my education. But um, and if we have people with mild thyroid issues, we've been able to help clear those up. But when somebody's been Prescribed a pharmaceutical. Um, I still don't feel completely comfortable with the thyroid. It's, it's a little more confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, a good functional medicine doctor, a good um, naturopath, and like I say, uh, uh, Isabella Wentz stuff is just amazing. Let's yeah, go yeah, to. And it it, oh, go it would be
3: cool to see. I want to see you dive into that too, and to see what you get out of it. Learning more about the thyroid.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just have to find the time. We're going to go to Delaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ed, welcome to the program.
0: Oh yeah, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: I'm sorry. Well, that's
2: all right. Go ahead. I have a
1: question about the information you were giving out on the liver on your liver uh, on the earlier show.
2: Yeah,
1: you were saying uh, there was also cirrhosis, uh caused by fructose Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Two years ago, I had a high uh, count. Uh, a high number come back on my liver and went through quite a few tests. And uh, what they come to find out, they just said it was a fatty liver. Yes. I don't drink a lot, you know, occasional. And uh, now my diet's probably not the best, of course. And... I was wondering if that was similar to what you were talking
2: about. It's exactly what I'm talking about. And it it used to be that we only saw this in people who drank a lot of alcohol. Now we see it in people who drink either no alcohol or even low or moderate amounts. And for a long time, we were confused. Where was this coming from? Well, it turns out it's high carbohydrates and sugars in the diet that will do it, but even more so, high fructose. And if you think about it, we now put high fructose corn syrup in so many products. Virtually every soda, every sweetened beverage, all the condiments, I mean, virtually every packaged food now adds high fructose corn syrup and and it's the fructose that's doing it but it doesn't have to be just high fructose corn syrup fruit is very high in fructose it's it's fruit sugar is what it is so even natural things like too many apples or bananas or you know any really sweet fruit And and I'm not saying you shouldn't eat fruit. We just have to watch the quantities. And one of the um, real real culprits in this was agave syrup, which is kind of the sweetheart of the natural crowd. You know, they think, oh, we're going to sweeten our product with agave syrup instead of sugar. And everybody thought it was really healthy. Well, just to give you a comparison... (laughs) High fructose corn syrup is 55% fructose and 45% sucrose. Agave syrup is 90% fructose. It is one of the worst sweeteners we could use. So when you see these all-natural products and they say no sugar added and it's got agave syrup and everybody thinks that's so healthy, it's horrible. So stay away from agave. If you have to use a sweetener, um, even honey is very high in fructose. So we've got to watch some things that are very natural, but we get too much of it in our diet. So what you were, what you uh, saw is what's called a, a liver enzyme, and when we see those enzymes elevated in blood work, it means our, our liver is working harder than it needs to. And it's because of uh, the oh. fructose and the high sugars in the diet.
6: Yeah, because I never really got an explanation
2: on that. Yeah, so. it, that's exactly what's happening. There, there's too much sugar in your diet, including too much fructose. The liver starts to get fatty, and then the liver has to work harder and harder. It, you know, it, like a in the post I put, and I've talked about this before, Kim. It, it you know we learned this in the the NTC. An NTP program. The liver performs over five hundred functions in our body. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the the last thing we want to do is is make it work harder. It's one of the reasons why I talk so much about brain octane, because brain octane, the oil that we use in uh, bulletproof coffee instead of coconut oil, it's a a, a more refined version of coconut oil and. The fat that's in the brain octane does not need to be processed by our liver or digested with bile. It, it absorbs right through our intestines and our liver converts it easily to ketones for energy. And it's why I, I absolutely love the brain octane. Um, it's easier on our liver. It's easier on our digestive system. We don't have to have the bile salts to digest it. And it converts to ketones really easy.
3: Yeah, great product.
2: Yes. So I'm looking at the clock, and it looks like we're going to have to wrap this up. We've got about a minute left. Anything you want to close with?
3: Um, No, just always keep reminding people about doing the Nature Q. Email support at com for any questions you have or things you want us to look into and bring to the show.
2: Absolutely. Great stuff. Head on over to the website. Everything we talk about just about on this show, you're going to find there. The Atron Teal. If you feel bloated after you eat or you're having digestive issues, try the Atrontil It's an amazing supplement. We're seeing a lot of people really benefit from that. All of our health plans are there if you want to work with Kim and I directly. The fit test we talked about is there on the website. Um, get our new app so you can listen to our shows easily and check out our courses. Keto Jumpstart course is awesome. Everything's on the website. Poke around, you'll find it all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work. Master the journey. Kevin Rothenberg.